hi and hello. Welcome to the Planting the Seeds show. I'm James Edward Lamb III, your host, bringing you seeds from God's Word. And I want to thank you for joining me today as I plant some seeds into the soil of your heart, only to let the Holy Spirit do the rest. How am I going to do that? With words of praises, scriptures, and phrases, of course. My one and only goal is to do these things for my Lord, and that is to exhibit him, to put my Lord on display, to show you what I see in him. I want to expose him for who he is, which is that awesome power he possesses, his pure greatness with a capital G, because he's that almighty powerful living yes you heard that right i said living god not that fake dead not living little g god who can't and will not do anything for you yes this god my god and if he's your god then you know you can count and depend on him because his word never fails plus also allow me to promote some of his wonderful I said wonderful, everything about his characteristics is wonderful, which is him being so kind. His enormous loving heart, his grace, his mercies, the greatest saving power of, please join me as I welcome my dad and introduce to some the Lord, the anointed king. Yes, and if he's the same to you, shout hallelujah and agree with me because you already know he's the one and only, the only one who is the same yesterday and today and forevermore. He is the author and finisher of my faith. My undefeated champion whose blood redeemed us from the curse of sin and death. The only one who is the way, the truth, and the light. And that no man can come to the Father but through him. The reason why he sacrifices life so we can live and be the bridge to the Father. Come on, let your praises ring out for Jesus, the anointed King, the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. <laughs> so if you haven't given him a praise today for him being all that, I suggest you take a moment and give him a praise right now. Go ahead, I'll wait for you while you praise him, because I'm going to praise him too. So much to give him praises for, great and mighty God. Ooh, he is so enormously loving, so enormously merciful never failing, never late, always on time, <laughs> not a oops God, but an intentional God, loving, saving, wonderful, redeeming, totally terrific, amazing, oh, and one word that I, I made up, he's victimonously victorious, <laughs> yes, Welcome once again, welcome to the Planting the Seeds Show. Pray for me and pray with me. Yes, <clears throat> clear my throat as I pray. Father, I thank you for another wonderful, beautiful, blessed 
today. Lord, I'm just grateful that you are in my life. I'm so grateful that you saved me. I'm so grateful that you shed your blood on Calvary's cross. I'm so grateful that on this show, Planting the Seeds show, Lord, that I get to plant some seeds into the soil of somebody's heart. Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to speak through me. I ask you, Lord Jesus, that these seeds plant and they grow with you, Mr. Intelligence, Holy Ghost, watering the seeds and start cultivating and it starts being real to them. They start seeking the face, your face, Lord. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to bind the hand of Satan right now, the intellects that's trying to block the internet intellects that's trying to block the understanding the understanding for kingdomship the understanding for building up a relationship with you the understanding of leaving this world sin sick world alone but father i thank you and i ask you lord jesus to give my tongue your words Speak through me, Father. I thank you, and I give your name all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory is yours. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining me. I I, I, I love to pray. And, and the Bible says pray without ceasing. And you should take on that same notion to pray all the time. You don't have to always be on your knees to pray. You don't always have to have your eyes closed. You know, you can be driving in the car. Before you drive in the car, say, Lord, give me traveling mercies to my destination. And then once you, you're driving along the road and, and, and the car almost hits you, then you say, oh, Lord, have mercy. You're praying. Oh, Lord, Jesus, look over that person so they won't have an accident. But you still got your eyes on the road and you say, Lord, help this person that's walking down the street. How can you pray for that person if you didn't see him? Lord, help this person as they're picking up this package. Help them that they don't hurt their back. You know, you as you go, you pray. You know what I'm saying? It's just a, a calm, a constant conversation that you're having with your father I heard one preacher say unlimited access you have unlimited access like your your cell phone if you don't pay the bill you get shut down they shut it off but if you have a relationship with God it's unlimited access you don't have to worry about oh my gosh oh, oh he's going to shut me no his blood was shed for that so that's why I want to admonish you to always pray. That's why I want to admonish you to get a a, a a wonderful, have that wonderful, better relationship that you have with God, understanding Him, loving Him. Because what happens is that you know how you you meet that girl, you meet that guy, 
And you'd be like, mm, 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 he fine. Mm, 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 mm. She's a dime piece, right? And you call him all the time. Hey, boo. Hi, baby. How you doing? I'm fine, and you? <laughs> you start giggling and stuff like that. So what do you like to do? Well, I like to go for walks. I like to read poetry. I like to go do this, and I like to do that. And that's how you get to know each other, because you got to talk to the person. How would you know that unless you talk to the person? So you talk to girl. You talk to God. Excuse me. You talk to God. Then you have his word talking back to you because his word became flesh and dwelt among you. So his word is talking back to you and you're having a conversation. Lord, what shall I do? And the Bible says, be ye holy, for I am holy. Okay, Lord. You know, sometimes we fight against that and be like, no, you don't want to be holy. We want to be unholy because unholy has some, is good. But the long run and the outcome is death. So let me do the affirmations before I get into my titles. Well, no, let me get you a title. This is Planting the Seeds show number 142. The title of this show is Condemn the World and Receive the Inheritance. Condemn the World and Receive the Inheritance. But... Lamentations 3.22.23, my affirmations that I say all the time, and what this does is it reminds me of, it is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Thank you, Lord. You can be driving around and you be saying, Lord, I thank you for your your mercies and your great faithfulness. I thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, walking down the street, riding your scooter, riding your bike, on the train, or on the bus, and you can say, Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your compassions. You know, so it's not like you can, oh, okay, let me go over here and pray. No, you can pray. As you walk, pray as you're working. I get into a song of praise. I say, Lord, I thank you for bringing me to work safely. Lord, I just want to thank you. You know? And the Hebrews 9.22 says that without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sin. Thank you, Lord, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I'm singing, but I'm giving praise and I'm praying. Because what's the difference for me saying that? It says, Lord, I thank you for dying on your cross and giving your life for me. Same thing, right? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Thank you, Lord, for letting me go this way. There's no traffic down the highway. 
And sometimes the Lord be talking to me. Mr. Intelligence will say, don't go straight, turn left. And at one time I says, this is a quicker way. And I went straight and got caught in this traffic. And one time Mr. Intelligence told me to make a right. And I listened and I made that right. Went all around an accident. All around whatever was holding up traffic. Got around and there was no traffic. Looked back, saw a lot of flashing lights. Mr. Intelligence knows what he's doing. God of our salvation knows what he is doing. In all thy ways, acknowledge him first, and he shall direct thy path. God directs you. If you ask him, Lord, which way shall I go? Lord, what shall I do? Lord, what shall I say? Lord, how shall I handle this? You know? And it says, <laughs> Numbers twenty three nineteen. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent, hath he said and shall he not do it, or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? So if God say trust him, so why not trust him? He's not a liar. God don't lie. So if he say trust him, trust me. I got you, trust me. <laughs> oh, 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17, almost got a little carried away. It says, all scriptures is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And then I'm going to jump down to this scripture right here. John 8, 32, it says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And then you got to bounce back up to 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, where it says all scriptures, all scriptures is truth. <laughs> all scriptures is truth, right? <laughs> So, let me start. Condemn the world and receive the inheritance. Don't be judged to condemnation, but be judged into salvation. Sound like a rhyme, right? But don't be judged to condemnation, but be judged to into salvation. John 3.18, go to John 3.18, it says, Whoever believes, this is in the amp version, whoever believes and has decided to trust in him as personal Savior and Lord is not judged for this one. There is no judgment, no rejection, no condemnation. But the one who does not believe and has decided to reject him as personal Savior and Lord is judged already. And that one has been convicted and sentenced because he has not believed and trusted in the name of the one and only begotten Son of God. The only one who is 
truly unique, the only one of his kind, the one who alone can save him. <laughs> and we know in this chapter, Nicodemus came to Jesus. <laughs> How fascinating that a member of the who's who of Jerusalem should seek out Jesus. A teacher, a preacher who could have, who could have anything in common with Nicodemus. A man with impeccable credentials. Healing, raising people from the dead. <laughs> they didn't have teachers like that. They wasn't doing that. Huh. A man of, you know, John describes Nicodemus as a man of the Pharisees, which meant he was one of the separated ones, an elite theologian dedicated to studying the, and living out every jot and tittle of the law and a ruler of the Jews, meaning that he was a member of Sanhedrin, the exclusive council which controlled the religious life of Israel. Mm -hmm. Let that set in. Let that set in. Nicodemus had, had came, had come because of all that had been going on. He said, no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. He recognized the dramatic cleansing of the temple. He whooped them people out the temple. You're not going to make my father's house a den of thieves. Get out. Get out. Take your, your, your raggedy lambs. Take your, your lavity pig, your pigeon doves. And, uh, get out. Flipping the table. This money was earned. You earned this money unrighteousness. Unrighteousness. That's not a word. Unrighteously. You're playing the people. <laughs> right? The dramatic cleansing of the temple and the work that followed had created quite a stir. Surely these happenings had become a common gossip on the streets of Jerusalem. There is a humility in the way he comes. He addresses Jesus as rabbi, a title of respect. He would only use because he believed he could learn something from his new teacher. So then now, a teacher, you come by night, and you was ashamed because you was fearful because you didn't want to be seen with Jesus by day. Or were there too many people clamoring for Jesus' attention by that day? Perhaps if there were to be any chance for an honest, uninterrupted conversation, it would have to be at night. Now, nah, man, them people, they talk too much in the daytime, man. They pulling over. And you know what? I can, I can understand that because in, in, in my church... You know, after the pastor preaches, everybody is going to, hey, pastor, so-and-so, so, hey, pastor, da, 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 hey, pastor, can you pray for me? Hey, pastor, can you, hey, pastor, hey, pastor. You know what I'm saying? So it's, everybody is prying and, and picking and, and pulling him. 
but then this is not the case. This is the case because he didn't want to be, he didn't want his boys to see him. Oh, man, I don't want them to see me. Yo, man, why are you all up in Jesus' face? You with the Sanhedrin's, man. We at the Sanhedrin's. You ain't supposed to be all up on Jesus like that, man. Let me find out you're a follower. <laughs> you know? Perhaps if there were to be any chance for an honest, interrupted conversation, it would have to be at night. But the night is also a time of darkness. And, it is, and this is not where Nicodemus was living, in darkness. Even though he affirms that God must be with Jesus, he is ignorant. We know he seemed to be speaking for more than himself. Because some people have left that Sanhedrin council and started following Jesus' teaching. And little did he know that he was going to be the next in line. He was going to condemn the world and receive the inheritance. He was going to condemn the teaching of these Pharisees and, and become a true witness of Christ, a true follower of Christ. Right? And he says, we know he seems to be speaking for more than himself. By what authority was Jesus doing these things? What was his purpose? Did he have some new truth to reveal? Nicodemus is speaking for men who were not falsely comp complimentary about what Jesus had been doing. Jesus responded to Nicodemus' friendly statement by coming direct to the heart of the matter. He said he does not waste time in peripheral issues. His statement most assuredly at the outset calls for careful, single-minded attention. Nicodemus' destiny will hang on how he hears and answer what Jesus will now say. I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Only Jesus has authority to make this, this statement. Once again, Jesus had used a basic earthly category, human birth, to illuminate, illuminate, I like that word, illuminate, put the light on profound spiritual reality. Born again? What? Born again? I'm an old man. How can I get back up in my mama's stomach? But he was like, you got to be born. You got to be born of the spirit. You can't be born with the flesh. You have to condemn the world and receive the inheritance. <laughs> How else can he respond in the spirit? Despite of all religious knowledge and living by the Levitical code, he's locked in flesh. He can only understand from an earthly perspective. Nicodemus can move only within a world of categories and interests uncircumcised, circumscribed by himself, flesh. He's in a prison of flesh. <laughs> but Jesus is talking about a new birth. 
the new birth. He wants him to condemn the world and receive the inheritance. Like I say to you out there that's listening, how can you be born again? Believe if that confess with that mouth. Believe. If any man believe he shall not be condemned. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever believeth in him will not be judged to condemnation. They'll be judged into salvation. We're going to all stand before God judgment, but we're going to be judged into salvation. That sounds wonderful. Oh my God, you stand before the judge and the judge look at you and he'd be like, don't worry about it. You're guilty. Don't worry about it. Well done, my good and faithful servant. <laughs> Whew, that is remarkably, remarkable, remarkably, remarkably, remarkable. I said it backwards. <laughs> then you have Philippians 3 7, where it says, Yet all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I've now forsaken them, and I regard it all as nothing compared to the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. To truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heat. Garbage heat. Garbage heat. You hear? Garbage. Throw all of that sinful mess out in the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure <laughs> to me now King James Version say dung this is the passion translation manure to me so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ the anointed king and embrace him as Lord in all his greatness mm. Condemn the world and receive the inheritance. Huh. That was dynamite. And that's what we should be saying as saints of God. We should be saying, yet all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I've now forsaken them. Oh, man, I got this job. Oh, man, I got this promotion. Oh, man, I got this house. Oh, man, I got this car. Oh, man, I, I, I got all of these accomplishments. I got all of these D, D, P, H, D, D, B, D, whatever you have behind your name because you done went to school and you got all of these degrees. But it's like you accomplished nothing because if you didn't accomplish it with Christ in your life, it means nothing. Like my pastor was saying, he was saying, you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have peace, you can have the big house and the car, you can have all of this stuff, the, the beautiful wife, you can have all that. But if you don't have peace that surpasses all understanding, it means nothing. 
So you can have all of that stuff. And you can't buy peace neither. Uh, hello, I would like to buy. Uh, give me some peace, please. How much is peace? Oh, peace is uh, Calvary's Cross. Uh, I can't buy it. It's free. Yes, you cannot buy peace. Even if you try to buy something that's going to give you peace of mind. Well, I'm going to get me a job that should get me peace of mind. I'm going to buy a house, get away out, get out the ghetto. That's going to give me peace of mind. I'm going to go on vacation for for a month. I'm going to be secluded. I'm going to be in my own island. Uh, it's going to be beautiful sunsets, beautiful sunrises. I'm going to be eating coconuts and drinking coconut water, eating fresh fish and, and, and eating off the of the, the, the land, peace of mind. But if you don't have Christ in your life, you're not going to have the peace that surpasses all understanding. Guarantee that. Because then now, you have to worry about being judged into condemnation or, 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 or you got to worry about, oh my God, where am I going to spend eternity? That's not peace. That's not peace. Doing good deeds. Well, I'm a good man. I'm a good neighbor. I don't I don't cuss. <laughs> I don't say those words out my mouth. But do you have Christ in your heart? Do you accept him as your personal Lord and Savior? You're 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 a good person. Oh yeah, I sweep up in front of my house and, and in front of my neighbor's house and and I I I go out there and I I I, I, I shovel the snow, you know. Uh, I, I might look at his wife because his wife is fine, but but I just looking at her. <laughs> I had to throw that up in there because the Bible said that should not cover it. But then now listen. If you're doing all of that and you don't have Christ in your life, that's a waste. Yeah, you can be a good neighbor. But then if you do that all for what? Because you're a good person. I just do it to be doing it. But the Bible says love your neighbors like you love yourself. But then now if you love your neighbors like you love yourself in Christ, then they're going to say, oh my God, it's something about him something about her because they do this and they almost they always humming and they always singing and they always they hey how you doing i'm good thank god how you doing all oh, praise the lord <laughs> you know that that tennis player the champ got on her knees and prayed <laughs> you get some football players and they you know, they asked him, hey, so you had a good game. Good game. What do you say? And he said, well, first of all, I would like to give praise and honor to my Savior, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Who? Representing the king. Putting it out there that you know God. Right? But then you're, you're, you're forsaking your old ways. You're, you're, you're saying, I don't care what the world say or think of me, I'm going to show the world 
who I live for. So now you say, well, that's kind of dumb because, you know, he's out there and, and nobody would have listen. It don't matter. I said, amen, you go, brother. I said, amen to that tennis star who, who's on her knees praying before the match. Condemn the world and receive an inheritance. They was condemning whatever the world is saying about them. And I'm sure they probably said, hey, listen, tone it. You want to tone it down with that Jesus stuff? And I can probably imagine if he's for real, she's for real. No, I will not. No money in the world will suffice for the peace that God gives me. Because when the money run out, God is still there. <laughs> when the fame run out, God is still there. When, when they don't have the youth to play no more, the bones is aching and the ankles is, is, is stiff and toe bones is broken, whatever. <laughs> God is still there. You know, God is still there. Mark, let's go to Mark 8, 34. And it says, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever loses life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. This is Jesus talking. For what shall it profit a man if he gain, if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me uh, and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation world generation world of him also shall the son of man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his father and with the holy angels thank you holy ghost thank you jesus thank you god the father Condemn the world and receive the inheritance. Don't be judged to condemnation, but be judged into salvation. Jesus in the flesh, God in the flesh said, What shall it profit a man to gain a, to gain this whole world, the whole world? You can have it, diamonds, rubies, pearls, land rovers, cars, electric cars, gas cars, planes. You can have all that Clothes, bags, shoes, money, houses. And then you die and you lose your soul. You judge, you judge to condemnation, but not into salvation. Hmm. What will it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul?
It ain't going to profit you nothing. It ain't going to profit you nothing. And then look at look at those the tennis stars and the and the football star that 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 make a proclamation that they know and they love Jesus. Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation. But you already know, got the people up there with all these bones and thugs, bones and cross, you know, skulls and devil shirts. <laughs> you know they're making a proclamation that I I love the Lord I love the devil but then when you make a proclamation that you love the Lord oh no uh uh no no you can't have that up there you can't say that but then you have Halloween they already got decorations out on the street for Halloween they putting up this white stuff, make it look like it's a web, and and uh, driving down the block the other day, so so I got with a a a, a tw- I think it was a hundred, maybe a hundred foot skeleton on this property in the front yard. Already in the hardware store, they they're advertising for you to buy these things for Halloween. Evil devilish, dark, unholy stuff. Halloween. I said it again. I said it before. I'll say it again. Easter, which is the resurrection week, Christ rose from the grave from being badly beaten and and, and lied on and accused and and tortured, beat with many stripes, didn't say a mumbling word. And this Easter, they have rabbits, chocolate, eggs, you know? It's, 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 oh, it's, it's backwards. But then now, the prince of the world is having his is full. He's full. It's full of the prince of the world. But then now, when judgment comes, don't be judged to condemnation, but be judged into salvation. Condemn the world and receive the inheritance. If you're following behind all of this sinfulness, you're following behind all this worldly nature and what everybody else is doing turn around go the other way leave this adulterous and sinful generation this world alone because it's getting worse I I, I, I want to plant some seeds into the soil of your heart only for the Holy Spirit to do the rest, right? That's how, that's how I start to show my theme. But it's like, let me plant some seeds into your heart to let you know that this world is raggedy, that this world is sinful. This world, the world, living in this world without God in your life is a, is, is, is dangerous. 
living in this world without Jesus washing you in his precious blood, without you allowing him to wash you in his precious blood is cuckoo. Because he said, I came that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. You can't get it more abundantly unless you confess and let him into your life. Peace. It's no peace. <laughs> it's no peace if you don't have Christ. Because you're always going to have the devil doing something and you're going to be like, well, I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to join this group. Or I'm going to join that. I'm going to join this. And you're going to say, what? <laughs> I'm going to join it. And then it's going to be like, okay, I joined it. And it's going to be like, oh. Huh. Right? John 8, 11. Right? Looking around, she replied, I see no one, Lord. Jesus said, then I certainly, I certainly, right? I certainly don't condemn you either. Go and from now on, be free from a life of sin. Sin no more. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And those who embrace me will experience life giving. And they will never walk in darkness. <laughs> that's, the that's, the, that's the passion translation. And King James Version says, She said, No man... And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spake, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, we all know the story. This story, the woman, is, is titled, The Woman Caught in Adultery. Right? So, See, that's why you got to condemn the world and receive the inheritance because this is how the world do you. She was caught in adultery. So adultery means that, um, um, let me see. Let me look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. But I know adultery means, let me get it. Let me get it. I wasn't going to go this way, but uh, I'm going to follow the leading of Mr. Intelligence. Adultery, T-E-R-Y, right? Adultery means voluntary sexual intercourse between a married person and someone other than their lawful spouse. I looked it up. <laughs> I looked it up. So now, if this woman was caught in adultery, right? That means she wasn't married, so they let the married man go. See how the world do you? <laughs> so if she was caught in, a, caught in adultery, right, these nasty people that saw her, they was raggedy and they wasn't fair, right, they let him go. 
and they kept her. They wanted to stone her to death. They was picking up boulders, picking up stones. They was what they they wanted to do her in, probably because she probably was sleeping with somebody from their church. Ooh, somebody from their church that they knew. She knew the wife, and uh, they wanted to keep it quiet because. They thought she probably was going to bribe them. My, this, that's my story. It's my rendition of the story. Don't know. I don't know. But can you imagine? They want to, no, you, you ain't going to talk. You ain't going to tell nobody. <laughs> and she probably was like, if you, if you do, I'll tell. And they were like, no, you won't. And then here comes Jesus. Master. This woman was caught in adultery. They thought they was going to get him to go along with their shenanigans. <laughs> but Jesus wrote down in the, in the sand. And you know, when I get to heaven, I'm going to say, Lord, what was you writing in the sand? And in John 8th chapter, the ninth verse. What was you, wait a minute, let me see. What was you writing in the sand? Yep. The sixth verse. He says, he that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. You nasty, raggedy people. Y'all let the man go. Y'all didn't get, so if, they was caught in adultery. You didn't where's the other person? And where was? How did that happen? Where was they all watching? Because it was there from the young. There from the young to the old. Right, and it says, and when they heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went one, one by one beginning at the eldest even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone and a woman standing in the midst. So it was imminent. They, were, they wanted to kill this woman. But where's the man? See, that's how the world do you. The world will get you into some things. Yeah, come on, yeah. And then to quiet you up, kill you they shut you up they kill you you know you'd be like you'd be like wait a minute i wasn't the only one yo it takes two to tangle i wasn't doing it by myself it was but jesus freed her jesus freed her he told her he says where are your accusers he says, I'm not going to kill you. Uh, I'm not going to uh, accuse you neither. I'm not going to kill you neither. I'm going to set you free. Go and sin no more. And what she did, she said, you know what? Those little joker jokers was trying to kill me. I was, I was sleeping. I was having sex with probably one of his, one of their boys or with their boys from the temple from that sect probably a 
Pharisees or or, or, or Sadducees. <laughs> they wasn't fair, you see. So now, now it's like, well, oh wow. Let me leave this world alone. <laughs> because by me work working with this world, what it says, this sinful and adulterous raggedy, I added that, generation, this world, and this is how they do me? Sin is not fair, you see. Pharisee, and see the devil ain't fair neither. The devil will have you doing all type of stuff. And then when it comes time for you to pay up, <laughs> you get in trouble for something that the devil convince you to do because he can't make you do nothing <laughs> neither can God God can't make you do nothing it's your own will God is a gentleman and he says God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship in his spirit and truth so if you want to worship him in spirit and truth you're going to say Lord it's I will I surrender all Jesus is not kicking in your door He's not, he's not, he's not going to yoke you up and say, if you're going to serve me, 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 choke you out. No, it's got to be your own will. Just like with sin, sin got to be your own will. It, it, it's like if they, you at a party and they say, hey man, try this. It's your will to say, nah, man, get that out of here. And it's your will to say, what is that? Here, let me try it. And you take it and it mess you up. Drugs. Drinking. You get this habit of drinking. You get this habit of smoking weed and, and all that good stuff. Or you, hey, hey girl, you want to you wanna do it? <laughs> I don't believe I said that, but I did say it. You wanna, and then next thing you know, boom, I'm pregnant. The next thing you know, you better go see the doctor. I found out that I, <laughs> you got these guys, these guys are going to jail for a life sentence because they knew they had AIDS. And what they did, they gave the girl AIDS. They infected the girl because they wanted to do it because they was mean. They had these gar girls that do the same thing. They knew they had AIDS. They knew they had herpes. But what they do, they sleep with so many guys because they want to get it. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate as you caught it, but then now I want to give it to him because the person that gave it to me, they was insistent. But then why give it to somebody else? Senseless, sinful, and adulterous, a raggedy generation because now the world is trying to bring you down, condemn the world. And receive the inheritance. Leave all of that alone. And follow Jesus. Come to Jesus. Because he will take you. And he will clean you up. He will wash you in your blood. He will. Give you eternal inheritance. He will. Love you with an everlasting love. He will. Lead you and guide you. But all, only 
only if you say, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner, save me. It's not going to happen if you just don't do nothing. The Bible says, choose ye this day whom ye shall serve, whether it be God or whether it be mammon. James 4 and 4 says, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. <laughs> love the world, hate God. Hate the world, love God. <laughs> Don't be judged to con condemnation, but be judged into salvation. Yeah, let's pray. I'm going to pray that those of y'all that love the world, or those of y'all that had to have your foot in the world, you might have just uh, your toe in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much in the world. If you have a a, a, a a habit that's being fed by the world, we need to starve. You need to ask the Lord to starve that habit and come on to the Lord's side. Feed your spiritual man. Starve that worldly, fleshly man because... One of them is going to win. It's a war going on between the holy and the unholy, evil and good. Like you said, oh man, you got a you got a devil on your shoulder and you got an angel on your shoulder. Pretty much, but they're not on your shoulders. It's a a war, a battle going on inside your mind. Bible say we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. This world, this war is not carnal. <laughs> so it's a spiritual battle. And it is all my spiritual battle is always in my mind. And what I have to do, I have to take godly things and store it in my mind so the worldly things won't come in there. I have to take the, the scriptures that God has provided for me and the sword that I hold and I have to fill my heart, my mind with that. Because if I don't, then the enemy will come in and fill it up with a whole lot of stuff because he tries on a day like the Sabbath. He have me thinking about worldly things songs worldly songs and i'm like and i'm like wait a minute i'm supposed to be reflecting on the goodness of god and i hear the, hear the enemy is trying to get me to think about these songs but then now when i i i i, I deny the access of that song then he comes with something else then when i deny the access of that then he comes with something else then the blood of Jesus 
is used. The name of Jesus is used. And, and, and what happens if I go out, break out into a praise and I start singing about God's goodness and his, and his mercies and his love, then I get, a, I get my peace. And I get my, 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 my rescue, Holy Spirit and Son and God. He rescued me from that. Because he says, cast all your cares upon him. If I lean on him, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? <laughs> so I don't have to fear about nothing like that. All I have to do is lean on the Lord. Cast them all. All I have to do is say, now unto you. It's up to you, Lord. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask. Think. So what, what we do as saints of God, we have to really always pray without ceasing. Like I was saying at the beginning of the show, pray without ceasing keep our eyes into the Bible, that book, not Facebook, not Instagram, not this. You know, I don't even know how to use that uh, that new one that they have. The thing where they make your face, you, you, you have all your face. What is that? Uh, Snapchat. They have that. And you're looking at all of these videos. You do it. You know what I'm saying? Condemn the world and receive the inheritance. So let's pray. Oh, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for your encouraging word that, that, that encouraged me to leave, word, leave the world alone when, when the world was trying to stone you after they set you up. <laughs> the world sets you up. The enemy sets you up. And then after you fall, then he tries to stone you. You're guilty. You're sentenced to death. So, Father, help us to leave this world alone. Father, where we're, we're the world thinks that this is right, that is right. But if, if it has nothing to do with you, Jesus, God the Father, God the Holy Ghost then it's wrong the world might look at homosexuality and lesbianism as oh it's part of the culture leave them alone but that's not what God created them for God created man and female God don't make mistakes <laughs> sin is what does that to people so, Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to encourage those who need encouraging. Encourage us so that we can continue in your word. Encourage us to go out there and encourage and, and spread the word about your love, your greatness, and your, your, your miraculous love, your, your supernatural powers that you possess that can help us through anything. God, you are awesome. 
enormously awesome. Running out of words to describe you, but Lord, you are enormously merciful. You're victimonious, leave victorious. And I thank you, Lord. Help those that's struggling, Lord Jesus. Help those, Lord Jesus, that need you, the ones that 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 that's that's on the fence, Lord. Help them, Lord Jesus, to come on the right side of the fence where it's solid, dry ground and not that other side of the fence where it's a, a raging storm and water that's leading unto death. But Father, I thank you. And give your name all the praise, honor, and glory in your mighty, matchless, wonderful name, Father. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that those listening under the sound of my voice, that they would choose and give your name glory, that they would choose and, and let you into their life. You are a great God, mighty, wonderful, great God. And I love you, and I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen, amen. So that's my show today. I'm James Edward Lamb III, bringing you seeds from God's Word. Send me an email, write me a letter. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook, where every day I post the Word of the Day praises and encouragements. All this information is on my link tree page, Planting the Seeds. That's Planting the Seeds, S-E-E-D with a Z. Join me on the Bible Chat Zoom channel. Man, y'all be missing some good talk. We was talking about counterfeits last week. So come and join us. 815, where we sit down face to face in living color at the table with the king and the chef and the teachers who serve serves us delicious appetizers and meals where we chop it up and chew it up with understandings. Our menu is the Word who became flesh and dwelt among us. The Zoom ID number is 760-916-0706. Passcode is 4, the letter H, the number 9, the letter N, and the letter I. Also join us on Thursday and Friday night where and when the victory line in Jesus' name is going on. My big brother, Elder Darren Gibson, is the host these nights. Join us and hear the truth. The number is 667-770-1557. The access code is, <coughs> excuse me, 583438. Right? Also join my friends beyond the wall on the Zoom prayer line. You can come on. You don't have to turn the video on. Friday nights, Monday nights at 8 p.m. and Friday night at 8 p.m. Come on and join us. The number is 379-598-0473. Right? The passcode is 984 917. Have a wonderful day in the hands of the Lord and always remember this. 
Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understandings. Philippians 4, 8, and 9 says, Finally, brothers, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, if it has any virtue in it, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Right now to Ephesians 6 and 10 where it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not yours because you're not strong enough. Thank you for joining me. Love you all.